my god, I haven't seen you in... I know! It feels like forever. 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 Do I look the same? You do, do I? <laughs> yeah, you look kind of spooky. You've got like a yellow glow tonight. It's a little jaundicey. Let's see, hold on. Let's change the mode. Oh, that's the brightest one. Okay, that one's a little bit better. This one's better? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I feel like we have stuff to catch up on, but like... <laughs> We'll have to wait. <laughs> right. That's not really like why we're here. It's not why we're here. <laughs> but I'm sure what we have to catch up on will be way more interesting than this movie was. Oh, I mean, most things are. Mo- oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I'm very sad that we're not together tonight because I did make a signature cocktail. Oh, my goodness. Um, which I, I made two of and I took a picture just for like to pretend of <laughs> that, course. that we did this. But um yeah, I Is was it in- Oreo themed? Yes, I was inspired <laughs> by the Oreo burr. <laughs> the Oreo burr. From the movie. Oh. So it's an Oreo bourbon milkshake. Mmm. <laughs> well, that's definitely uh, going up on Thursday. That's for yeah. sure. And it's like very tasty. So I'm just, I'm sad that you're missing it. But Oh, me too. It's all right. Maybe another time. It's also just the wrong weather to have a milkshake in general, but it was also the wrong weather to have a milkshake Ex- in the movie. Yes. So it's appropriate on so many levels. Yeah. Everything kind of lines up with that. Yeah. 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 So this is I Hate It. Let's Watch It. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And we watched I'm Thinking of Ending Things. And, you know, I did read the book. Right. In preparation for writing a blog post for my Better Left Unread blog, but I won't be able to write one because I'm going to have to talk about everything I wanted to talk about in I our pod episode. Totally Only get it. because the book makes more sense than the movie. So I can help us <laughs> in Good. our movie discussion because uh, there were lots of weird things going on in the movie that after reading the book, I'm like, Oh, uh huh. Okay, why didn't they? Why didn't Make they put this clear. in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> I watched this two years ago, so I watched it when it came out, and the only reason I watched it is because I think my mom brought it up to me, and she was like, "Oh, I heard of this new movie on Netflix. It's supposed to be like really creepy." She was selling me on kind of my genre, you know, right. and I'm like, "All right, I'll give it a shot." So I watched it, and I'm like, what was I supposed to feel during this movie? Like, you didn't have to pay attention to be confused, because if you did pay attention, you were still confused. That yeah. is the vibe. Of I stopped taking this. notes about halfway through, just because I was like, I don't even know what's, what's important, th- yeah. what's not important. I don't know what's happening. I did feel unsettled for a good portion of the movie, just mm. kind of uncomfortable and... I almost wish there had been a camera on my face while I was watching because I had this sort of like, like, what the fuck expression the whole time. And I Mm. couldn't help it. Like, I just couldn't, I couldn't process what, yeah, what I was seeing. And the movie is too fucking long. Oh, too long. I mean, we spend so much time. I feel like there's a lot of repetition. Just, I can't even explain it. In terms of the various outlooks that she has, I guess. Like, we're going through the same thing, but in different time frames, sort of. 
Yeah, like the themes are very repetitive. Mm -hmm. And if you had told me that this movie was based on a play, I think that would have made more sense to me. Yeah. Because there's so much dialogue. It's so much one-on-one, like one-on-one scenes Mm -hmm. and lengthy conversations back and forth. And so much inner monologue happening too. Yeah. That it's... (sighs) It's a lot. Like, it is a lot, but you're right. It is repetitive, so it feels like so much of it could have been cut out. Yeah. What I found very amusing about the book is that it's only 211 pages, and it takes less time to read than it does to watch this movie. And so Mm -hmm. if I think you have to do one or the other, you should read the book. Okay. (laughs) Because it makes more sense, and it will waste less of your time. Um, and I want to be clear. I don't think you should do either. I don't think either of these things. Yeah, should they're not be really like. You get nothing from it. You finish no. watching, and there's nothing to. I mean, we're doing it for this. Otherwise, I wouldn't have recommended it to anybody else or told anybody to watch it for any. Like, oh my god, this one scene you have to. Nothing. Nothing does that for me at all. No, and it's too long of a movie for it to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's my problem. You know, if yes. it had been like an hour and a half and it went nowhere, I would have been annoyed, but not as annoyed <laughs> as right. I was after wasting so much time. Mm-hmm. I really do love your text to me when you're watching movies like this. <laughs> and, you know, you just, you'll be like, first of all, I told you that I had to rewatch because I haven't seen it in two years, three years now. And you're like, you're going to watch it again? And I'm like, well, it's been three years. Like, I kind of have to. But, yeah, you were not thrilled. And I found it kind of funny. No, I would need to be forced via torture to watch that movie again. Yeah. I keep trying to think, you know, where where I rank this amongst our movies. Because Mm -hmm. currently, like, I have two and Abandoned as my bottom tier. And... I would definitely watch Abandoned again before I watch this movie again. But I'm still undecided about two. No, I'm with you on that. Like, yes, that movie was shorter, but more unpleasant to consume, I think. Yeah, Yeah, if I had, yeah, I guess Abandoned would, what I'd watch again, Abandoned. Yeah. This is at the bottom. Because this was like a total waste of time. Like, you can't even think, like. At least with two, there was a little, I guess, mystery to it. Like, you had to try to figure something out. Where this, there was nothing there to really help that along. Yeah, I can't decide which of them is worse, but I think it might still be two for me. Mm. All right. But, I mean, it's definitely at the bottom. This was an unpleasant viewing experience. So, my question, I have a very general question because i still don't understand why they did this you watched with subtitles i'm assuming yes why do they refer to louisa or lucy whatever the fuck her name is as young woman all the time in the subtitles like she has a name (laughs) she doesn't have a name i mean he addresses her by a name she has three different names in this movie yeah it's lucy lucia and amy Because I thought Lucy could be a nickname for Louisa. I don't remember hearing Amy. When did he call her Amy? In the car towards the end, he's like, Ames. And she's like, is that short for Amy? Because that doesn't sound right. Oh, in that, I can explain that from the book. Amy was like an old girlfriend. And in the the book, she gets annoyed at that scene because 
obviously he calls her by an old girlfriend's name. But, right. you know, again, things that like, why, why do you need to read the book to understand that in the movie? Yeah, you shouldn't have to. Right. It, sh- it should translate yeah. completely and it does not. But yeah, she doesn't. I remember re- I didn't like read a full blown synopsis on it, but I think I read some something about it. And it said she is nameless. She's technically nameless. The parents don't have names either. Now that I'm thinking about it, honestly, it makes sense in the context of the book. Do you want me to tell you how the book ends? Because I feel like that is so important to the story and they don't have it in the movie. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so essentially what I've gathered, because the book is also kind of hard to access, but the story is told similar to the way it's told in the movie, but there are these interspersed conversations. Two people are talking about a school janitor who has committed suicide. And it's just like little snippets of conversation every like 50 pages or something. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. But ultimately, what seems to happen here is that Jake is crazy. And I gathered that a little bit from this. Yes. So Jake is the janitor who commits suicide. And okay, none of this is real. He wrote this story He did meet the young woman, but he never gets her number. He never calls her. They never have a relationship. So he imagines this whole possibility. So he imagines the whole thing. His parents are actually dead. There's no brother. Oh, wait. There's no brother in the movie. There's a brother. He refers to a brother in the book that, like, doesn't exist. It's it's him. Okay. And so the whole I'm thinking of ending things is not about the relationship. It's about his life. I'm thinking of ending my life. And so... That is, like... That makes so much more right? sense to everything. <laughs> right? Why is that not in the movie? Okay. All right. Knowing that now, right? Yes. Yes. With this information. It does play out that way. Yes. You need but that But we context. are in no way, we are no. in no way given that nope. clue at nope. all. It, nope, you're, nope, nope. you're watching this thinking that you're on shrooms or something because yeah. it's- Nothing makes sense whatsoever. Wow. Exactly. That, that was a nice, mind-blowing... Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I explanation. Was so, I was so annoyed because I finished the book. I'm like, this made sense. Why does the movie leave this part out? Yeah, that's not cool. And so now that I'm thinking about it with that context, it makes sense that our main character or our narrator lady would not have a name because he... He doesn't know her name. Okay. Like she, I guess he had to make it up in his own head or whatever, but, and his parents don't have names. I don't know. It just makes sense if they're figments of his imagination that they wouldn't be real, fleshed out and whatever. And so like a lot of the stuff that's weird in the movie makes more sense if you think of it all as being a delusion (laughs) of his brain. Yeah. (laughs) Although I will say the book scared me because uh, it was like 60% into the book And we had finished the dinner with the parents and none of the stuff happened there with like them aging weirdly and like his mother dying randomly after the yeah (laughs) whatever wormhole (laughs) was going on there. The aging. Okay, so let's backtrack a little in terms of the actual movie. Jake is taking nameless girl to his parents farm. It's snowing. It's a blizzard. She is narrating it basically Mm -hmm. and you are watching it thinking this is her perspective everything's based on her decisions her Mm -hmm. thoughts 
whatever. And she's thinking of ending things. Yes. And you feel like she's talking about their relationship. <laughs> yes. Given that they'd only met a month ago and he and they're me- yeah. and she's meeting the parents. He seems very nervous on the car ride the whole time. I feel like he's doing that nervous chat where it's like he's bringing up the most random things. And he, he definitely felt like he was on the spectrum, even like not knowing necessarily how crazy he was. But mm-hmm. he he clearly was a very intelligent person. Yes. But socially awkward uh-huh. and did not pick up on cues of like when to end a conversation or when to stop talking about something that's not interesting. I think the book does a really good job of showing how showing that, but it not being annoying. I think it was more annoying in the movie. Mm hmm. And I think it made more sense in the book why this woman was in this relationship with him. Because I think in the movie, you kind of get the vibe that they're strangers or they don't even know each other. Like, this is just like a hitchhiker situation where she jumped in the car with him and they're having really awkward conversation. Mm -hmm. But the book does a better job of establishing their relationship. But it just feels weird to say that given that she doesn't exist. She's Exists. Yeah. And it's... (laughs) And she's extremely intelligent, and he has her recite this poem that she wrote, but we then find out she didn't write the poem. It's really from a book, you know, because, again, now we know that. Now we know. <laughs> right. But um, it was such a depressing poem, and I was like. Yeah, especially for going home to, like, meet his parents. I think the vibe of the poem was like, never go home. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, this is not a good time for this mm-hmm. poem, but okay. No, it wasn't. And just everything about that car ride was miserable that I was like, It lasted 20 minutes. I was like, are we going to do this in real time? Is it going to take us a whole Mm -hmm. hour to get to his parents' house? Because I will die. I will kill myself. (laughs) I'm thinking of ending things. (laughs) Right? It's like, it's it's really putting that in perspective for us. (laughs) Yeah. And they just go back and forth about music and musical Oklahoma and then... She has a paper she has to write. I mean, it, it's the most boring, and you get nothing out of this conversation. Right. And then they show up to the house, and they get out. I, this is, I think, when I first watched it, I was like, okay, here, we're hitting the creepy part. <laughs> it's starting to get creepy. It's starting to get creepy because they look up, and the mom's in the window, and just waving, like, really fast oh, and incessantly. Man. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is weird. This is creepy. Like, okay, this is this is why I'm watching this movie. It's going to be yeah. really uh, no, mm-mm. that didn't really help me at all. No, she didn't even go into the creepy basement with the scratches on the door. <laughs> Not until later, and that didn't really even do anything. Like, no, nothing yeah. was really sca- But, like, they made it seem like there was this, like, right. horror aspect, and there wasn't at all. Mm. <laughs> they go inside, and it's literally dead quiet. Jake, oh, I forgot about the barn. I was just going to say, are we not going to talk about the fact that this Sorry. is the second movie with pig violence that we've seen? <laughs> yeah, gross. A couple of sheep are still doing well. Some froze to death, which is so sad. Yeah. And then a pig kind of rotted in the corner because the dad didn't feed him. Well, the dad fed him, but Forgot probably had him. a cut or something that got infected and nobody noticed. And then the maggots started eating him from the inside out, which is really gross. Really gross. And again, like not even trying to get rid of... The body. Well, the body wasn't there anymore. No, but it still looked gross. Like, it, the idea of, like, that area. Like, they didn't yeah. really... Well, what are you going to do? Burn the whole barn down because your pigs got infected? No. I don't okay. know. But anyway. <laughs> no, it was just disturbing. It set the tone it was just, yeah, in, a, it set in the an tone. unpleasant way. 
it was a very weird scenario, just how it was brought up and his reasoning for it and whatever. But then they end up going in the house and it's quiet and he keeps calling for the parents. Nobody's responding. Even though we just saw the mom really excited in the window. (laughs) So like they go into the living room and he mentions that they have a dog that just Mm -hmm. ends up appearing out of thin air. And is shaking like it's having a seizure mm-hmm. or glitching in some weird way. And that was weird. <laughs> yeah. And then the dog disappears again, which, okay, now that you told me that, like, everything is making I know. sense now. <laughs> Doesn't it make you annoyed that they made this change? Because, like, the movie would have made more sense. And to be honest, when I read that in the book, I was like, <gasps> like, I had an actual gasp moment of, like, <gasps> that makes more sense. Why? Ah. Do you, yeah. Do you think if you read the book without knowing the movie existed or read the book and there wasn't a movie you'd be Mm. more like all right that was that was a decent thing to read like that it kept my attention it was um i don't think so Uh, mostly just because all of those rambling conversations are still there some of the dialogue is literally lifted directly from the book so the movie and the book are very very close in a lot of ways and the the only thing redeeming about it is that when you got to the end, it did ex- explain why you went that path to get there. Right. The movie doesn't, which is annoying. I mean, at least the book didn't feel like a complete waste of time. That's why I say you should read the book instead. But honestly, I don't think you could. You should read either. Yeah. There's no. There's yeah. The, and again, the thing about the basement, there's scratches on the door, and he's like, "Oh, they're from the dog." But he's very persistent in letting her know, like, "Don't go in the basement." Which, again, we're giving another... He got real weird about the basement. And I'm like, what the hell happened in the friggin' basement? Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Again, nothing really comes of that either. They throw something at you, thinking it's going to come back later. And it really doesn't. And that was fucking frustrating, too. (laughs) Because it was just, you know... And then the parents come down. And the mom, uh, played by Toni Collette, who... She's great, but uh, my question is, how did anybody read this and decide they wanted to side on to it? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. Because I think acting in it, I would have gone a little nuts. Like, I would have been confused acting in it as well. Yeah, I mean, unless the unless the director prompt was just like, act fucking nuts, be mm. as unhinged as possible. And maybe some people find that fun to to just kind of let yeah. go and be like, I'm just going to be as fucking crazy as possible. And Tony Collette really ran with that idea. She did. I mean, she did have the history of um, being in United States of Tara. I don't know if you remember that show. I don't. It was on Showtime and she played a woman who had schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and she had um, four alters and she played four different alters. It, it was it was wild, but she played like these four or five different mm. people. And I was like, OK, that really like how she had to act in this at different points of her life. And then she was erratic and then sad and then extremely happy and then like really bitchy and i also noticed that there was an issue with people pronouncing words i honestly am not sure what that was because i all that was one of those things that i thought was going to come back in some sort of significant way because the mother uses incorrect vocabulary or Mm -hmm. she mispronounces and then all of a sudden like our female lead she starts stuttering 
And like mm-hmm. she can't seem to get her words out. And it was almost like there was something in the air, like some kind of noxious gas that was preventing people from using their brains properly. Yeah. And I thought that that was going to be a bigger thing and it just never was. But yeah. so I don't really know what that was supposed to be about. Yeah. So they, they come down and they go into the dining room and everything's already set up, which is crazy because they walked into it a very abandoned looking house at that point. Mm-hmm. So they sit down and they're talking and Jake is quiet the whole fucking time. Right. Which is so funny because, you know, he was so excited to come or it seems like he was really eager for her to come meet his Mm -hmm. family. And then once they're there, he seems like he's having the worst fucking time in the world. The worst. (laughs) And I didn't think the parents at that point were being weird or like in terms of meeting parents for the first time. Yeah. They're being a little odd, but like not not unfriendly, not hostile. Like it wasn't aggressive. And I feel like anytime she wanted to speak... She'd look over to Jake for, like, Mm. approval on, like, can I talk about this? Can I ask this question? Mm -hmm. Can I respond to this? And it was just kind of like, okay, that's really fucking strange. He got really mad about the genius genus thing. Yeah. Which was an easy mistake to make. Right. But he, like, that was the most we got out of him during that dinner. Mm -hmm. Was him flipping out about that. I think that was just sort of meant to demonstrate that he's not very tolerant of other people's issues. You know, I think that's part of being on the spectrum, having some kind of mental illness is that sometimes you're just you're so rigid in what's right and what's wrong that when people get things wrong, you just get very, very upset and you can't contain it. That is true. He's very standoffish with the mom. Yeah. Both of them, honestly, like, uh, yeah, there seems to be like from the get go, there was tension between him and the father. I think there was, like, a weird greeting. Like, he was like, hey, dad, or something. And there was, like, yeah. hey. Like, they didn't even look at each other. But, yeah, that, well, that's why it was so odd. Because, again, he seemed really excited to be taking her to meet his parents. And then once they get there, it's like he would rather be anywhere else. It's like, this was your idea. <laughs> yeah, and everything was, like, rushed or, all right, let's do this now. And then mm-hmm. it got to a point where, like, she wanted to leave. Right. She starts to say, like, I need to get home tonight. Mm-hmm. I have to, you know, and he keeps saying, like, no, don't worry. I have the chains for the tires. Like, I have the chains. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. And as this is happening, we deal with the parents now being older. Right. Just randomly aging. Like, we see them yeah. again and, like, their hair is more gray. They have more wrinkles. They're deteriorating. The dad is starting to, like, lose his memory. <laughs> the mom like... can't hear because it's... Te- uh, yeah, tinnitus. What? Tinnitus. Yeah. Which, again, could have been creepy because she was like, oh, there are voices, like, whispering uh-huh. and stuff. And it's like, oh, maybe this isn't tinnitus. Maybe this is schizophrenia or yeah. something a little bit worse. And at this point, the girl, we're going to call her Lucy because yeah, I... that's what we get out of it. Um, mm-hmm. She gets a phone call from herself. And it's a male's voice saying the weirdest shit. There's only and one question. There's gonna... only one question. Can you continue on? That's in the book. It's, life sucks, basically. And, like, do you continue or do you quit? That's the question. And she kind of ignored it. She she hung up the phone and went about. But, the like, it just goes on. Like, then she goes up. I can't even remember, like, the order of the shit because... It doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't. Um, yeah, and then at one point she goes up to his room, his childhood room. Mm-hmm. And that's when she notices that the poem is in that book. And 
you know, the dad comes up and he's much older and mm-hmm. he's just kind of repeating himself and she leaves that room, goes into the parents' room. The mom is very old and Jake's trying to feed her. Mm-hmm. And of course she's like, we gotta go, like, let's go. Her clothes change throughout. Did you notice that? I honestly didn't, but I'm I'm sure that they did. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> th- there was so much weirdness going on in this whole like dinner scene, and it and that's why it was so surprising to me when I was reading the book, and that that whole moment is over fairly quickly, mm-hmm. um, and none of this weird stuff happens, and so it's just like, well, then what is in the rest of this book? Because that was a big chunk of the movie was this visit. <laughs> So if you don't have that, then what do you have? And I'll tell you, but later. So, yeah. So it's basically, then they go downstairs. The mom is now younger. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like 50s mom looking. um, Yeah. Like she's talking about Jake like he's a baby. Right. But also like weirdly nasty. She gets kind of nasty at this point. A little bit, but she was also, I thought it was funny. That was it the was one funny, moment in yes. the movie where it was funny because she's basically telling Lucy to go into the basement to put something in the laundry. And she's like, oh, Jake told me not to go in the basement. And <laughs> and the mom is basically like, "Um, live dangerously, go into go the basement. Go in the basement, yeah. It was, it, so it was like a little bit aggressive, but at the same time, I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. And that's when she goes into the basement to put the thing in the laundry. And I don't know if you noticed this, but the stuff It's the uniform. The the janitor's janitor's uniform. uniform. Making sense. It's all making sense. Right. Yeah. Now it's making (laughs) sense. Oh, and the stories keep changing. Like how they met. Yes. All of that. Or like what the sequence of events when they met. And like that Mm -hmm. makes more sense now knowing that he's making it up, which part of the conversation happened first and whatever. So he's changing his own story. And then his subconscious is like, oh, that's not what we said before. Right. (laughs) Oh, they finally get to leave. (laughs) I was I was so relieved. I was like, thank God we're getting out of this house. I'm so uncomfortable. This house of, I guess, horrors, like whatever we want to call it at this point. Yeah, it wasn't scary, but it was just like, unsettling. Skin yeah. crawl. I didn't want to be there anymore. <laughs> well, they leave. And let me tell you, I would not want to drive in this. No. It was pitch black, and then it's just snowing. <laughs> and I'm even like, see the how road. did they even see? Like, <laughs> yeah. how did he know that that ice cream place was like coming up? Oh my God. And all of that. And that was even weird, too, because he's like, oh, you know, I need something sweet. It'll keep me, like, awake. And she's like, yeah, let's fucking go. Mm-hmm. And they go, and he is weirded out and doesn't want to see the girls that work there. He doesn't want to run into them. Because he's the janitor at the school. Because he's the janitor <laughs> at the school. And they order these Oreo burrs. And the other girl, though... The one with the, was it a rash? Yeah, she had a rash. Was there any significance to that? No. Okay. Not in the book. I mean, it's mentioned. They do mention the rash in the book, but other than just <laughs> just a defining feature, it really wasn't important. Because they made it seem like, because she stops the girl and is like, like I'm, I'm worried afraid for you. For you. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then like she has the rash and it's like, well, what is this? Where are we getting this from? And no, nothing comes of that either. So... Now, these things are huge, these fucking Oreo burrs. 
Yeah. And they get in the car, and he basically doesn't eat it. And he's like, oh. He's like, oh, it's too sweet. I can't eat this. It's like, what the fuck, dude? You stopped intentionally to get this for yourself, Mm -hmm. and now you don't even want it. And then he becomes obsessed with throwing them out somewhere. Yeah. Because they're they're going to melt and make his cup holders all sticky. And it's like, what? (laughs) Yeah. What? Again, no significance. Doesn't really bring us to anything, anywhere. Well, it brings us to the school. Well, it brings us to the school, yes. But in terms of, I guess there was no inside backstory to the obsession with that. But um, No, but I will say that in the book, Lucy is lactose intolerant, and so they get frozen lemonades. And it's a Dairy Queen. It's not that creepy clown lady, oh, clown yeah. ice cream lady with the weird song. <laughs> yeah, that was... that was surreal (laughs) that whole thing was weird and that little video that we'll get to but reminded me of when we watched that little short on the pincushion man yes i was gonna say the same thing (laughs) (laughs) like oh my god this is those creepy like old cartoons that have some sinister backstory yes um yeah that was creepy but oh my god So we get to the school, and he knows everything about the school. He Mm -hmm. literally starts rattling off facts and this and that and the other. Yeah, how many classrooms, how How many many bathrooms, there's locker rooms. Like, his knowledge of this school was a little bit too good. Too good. Yeah. He finds a garbage, and he goes, gets out. But that garbage is full. Yeah, it's it's a barrel of road salt, apparently. Yeah. So he goes, dumps it, comes back. And this is the only time we see any type of affection towards each other. And I did not want it. No, it was very weird. At this point in the movie, I was like, oh, no, don't kiss. Don't do that. There's no reason to at this point. I just didn't want them to. I just didn't want to see it. I I didn't feel like they had any chemistry. I didn't feel like there was any sexual tension. Oh, no, no, no. So honestly, I was looking away from the TV at this point. So when they did the jump scare with the guy. I missed it. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) I was looking away because I was like, I don't want to see this. Yeah. And basically, yeah, there's a jump scare with a guy in front of the car. And he gets very frustrated and freaked out and needs to find the guy. Yeah. He wants to go confront him for basically spying on them. Yes. So he goes into the school and he's taking forever. Mm -hmm. So she then decides to get out. And it's freezing, and she can't get back in the car. So now she has to go into the school. And she goes in, and it's empty. And she's calling for him. She can't find him. So she hides because she sees the janitor. Mm-hmm. Janitor finds her, you know, hiding. Mm-hmm. And she asks, like, oh, have you seen my boyfriend Jake? And he's like, well, what does he look like? Now, you don't hear him. Like, thank right. God I had subtitles on because yeah. you don't hear him. She's just responding to him. Mm-hmm. And she says, like, I don't know how to describe him. Like, I don't even think I could. Yeah. How can you describe a person? It's like, I don't know. You know, the usual stats. Usual. Yeah. Like, that was so weird. Tall, short, blonde hair, black hair. And then she goes into this whole thing about where she was and how she met him. But again, the story changed again. And um, she then, I forget. I actually just finished watching it. Oh, my God. I know. I started it the other day at work during lunch, and then I just finished it now. Oh, God, what happened? So, like, they finish up the conversation, but then he's like, oh, like, I just cleaned the floors. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And goes and hands the slippers that are right. the same slippers from the house. She weirdly is very, char- not charmed, but. She, she almost ha- makes the connection that, like, yeah. this is Jake somehow. And she's like, no, those are your slippers. Mm-hmm. And then he takes them and she leaves. But as she leaves, now we get this lovely <laughs> dance, dance number. number <laughs> that, to be honest, I think gave more of a story than the whole fucking movie. Uh, could have been. I don't know. I think at this point I was really annoyed, so I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention. There was dancing. Okay. I really oh. liked it for some reason. Because... Okay. Well, you go ahead and talk about it. Cause okay. So you see she's standing on one end of the hall. Jake walks in. He's the other end of the hall. Then, like, their doppelgangers, whatever, come out, mm-hmm. stand behind them, and they start this dance. And it's basically, I guess, the story of how they met and how their life ends up. And it goes from meeting and then marriage. And then something happens where they go into the gym and it's snowing. And, oh, wait, no, that didn't, did that happen yet? All I know is that all of a sudden then there's a janitor dancer and he comes and he starts dancing with her and they go into the gym and the janitor kill stabs Jake, dancer mm-hmm. Jake, and kills him. And then once it's done, the actual janitor starts cleaning up the snow around the body. <laughs> like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Right. And, like, if this is supposed to be a metaphor for the suicide that occurs in the book, I don't think that comes across at all. Nope. Because then he leaves and goes into his truck and starts to have this, like, massive panic attack mm-hmm. where, again, he sees the, the video of the ice cream thing. Right. And then he starts like taking all of his clothes off, mm-hmm. just stripping down. And then he starts to see this video of a pig. And the pig starts talking to him. And it was the right. pig from that, the sign, the billboard. From, yeah. yeah. That also has maggots. Yeah. And starts basically telling him, you know, oh, like just the meaning of life, like giving him like this whole like kind of meaning of life speech or whatever. And, and the janitor is completely naked and follows him follows him into right. the school. And then we get to the gym or the auditorium. Yeah. And it's him. It's Jake, older, giving a speech kind of like, what, a Nobel? Pe- oh, yeah, right. He's like an acceptance speech it's of some acceptance kind. acceptance speech. But then he also does, I think it's the song from Oklahoma. I think. Yeah. He goes, yeah, About he goes, being lonely and all yeah. this shit. And everybody in the audience are old. So it's like yes. you see. And like very dramatic old people. Like makeup. the painted. Yeah, yeah. Like not, you know. It wasn't uh, meant prosthetics to be subtle. or anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the girls in there and the dad and the girls from the ice cream place. And then the mom's on stage. And I guess it's supposed to look like their farm. And then that ends and we just pan to the car covered in snow in the parking lot and it's over roll credits <laughs> yeah. and it's like okay it's like that was a waste of two hours and 20 minutes of my life that i will never but get it was back. like yeah it did not need to be that long no given what the book described it all as that's way more interesting in telling the story than how this movie portrayed it yeah and i don't know why they 
made that choice because I think it makes the movie so confusing and and disappointing. Yeah, it was not great. I'm guessing they were trying to um, to get at that with all that interpretive. Like, I think it just got too abstract at the end. Yes. And it was harder to follow. But Definitely. The last 30%, so I would say like the last third of the book takes place in this high school. Everything happens pretty much as it happens in the movie, except when she goes into the school after him, she doesn't have a friendly conversation with the janitor and there's no dance number. Um, the janitor is portrayed as like a threatening presence and she spends like hours hiding, running and hiding from the janitor. And then finally he catches up to her. But then there's like this conversation and this moment of, acknowledgement that they're actually the same person the narrator starts talking in we and us instead of i and me so okay. it, it becomes very clear that they're all connected they're all of the same consciousness and then basically like he jake we us decides to commit suicide by stabbing himself in the neck with a um clothes hanger oh <laughs> until dying so <laughs> that's how the book ends basically i feel like the movie tried to have it be perceived that like like he died in his truck maybe i mean i thought that that was like um but then again he didn't start the car he just yeah i thought that was hypothermia because don't people like when they're about to freeze to death don't they like think that they're hot and they take off their clothes oh i maybe <laughs> i, I, I think i think that's a thing i think i've read that somewhere or heard it somewhere i just want to read the last little bit of the book because okay. this is like so this is like the oh you can't say it no. um <laughs> this is the conversation it's just a bright white screen it's just a bright screen <laughs> This is like the conversation back and forth between these two like unidentified characters that are talking about this suicide the whole time. So the first person says, there's one other thing I wanted to ask about. The note. What? The note near his body. I was told there was a note. You heard about that? Yes. It wasn't so much of a note as, well, it was detailed. Detailed? Some kind of diary, maybe, or a story? Story? I mean, he wrote about characters, or maybe they were people he knew, but then he's in the story too, except he's not the one telling it. Well, maybe he is, in a way. I don't know. I'm not sure I follow it. I can't tell what's true and what's not, and yet, does it explain why? Does it explain why he ended things? I'm not sure. We're not really sure. Maybe. What do you mean? He either explained it or he didn't. It's just, what? It's not that simple. I don't know. Here, look at this. What is all this? This is a lot of pages. Is this what he wrote? Yes, you should read it, but maybe start at the end, then circle back. First, though, I think you better sit down. So then I started to wonder, like, should I read this book backwards now? Like, is it going to make huh. more sense if I read it in reverse? <laughs> because these people are having a conversation like they just read the book. Like the book part of it is the note that he left or the right. story that was found with his body. But huh. maybe it makes more sense if you read it backwards. <laughs> I don't know. Or that letter is what this movie ended up being. Well, exactly. And that's especially when it says, like, I'm not really sure what's real and what's not. And right. It and it's sense. confusing and it doesn't yeah. make sense. That would that would be uh, maybe that's why they decided to make the movie be so fucking ridiculous. I think we needed some help at the end there. Yeah, I I'm very glad you read it prior to us 
recording though because i would have been legit. this would have been a very different episode i think <laughs> like, oh I yeah had, i had a lot of thoughts about what the fuck i just watched and it, now i just don't know if it would have been better or not if i had if i had read it before i feel like I, it was good knowledge to be able to share because yeah it sheds light and that's i mean that's i did the whole intention right and I did catch on about, like, him being the janitor, but it was just a very... Right, but you didn't understand why. Like, no. Because I had that same feeling when I was watching the movie before I read the book. I was like, okay, I know that this is Jake, but, like, I don't understand how. And, right. it, like, is there some kind of weird, like, time loop happening or, like, alternate timelines or something? I wasn't thinking, like, delusions. I was thinking, I was thinking, like, an alternate timeline or Mm -hmm. like jumping in the future maybe like different time periods i don't know yeah but But we needed it wasn't that yeah it wasn't as complicated as we tried to make it seem i guess no no we were looking for meaning and i think the overall message is that this this guy was crazy (laughs) yeah a thousand percent he was thinking of ending things yeah i think i was just so blown away by the fact that like you think it's the girl the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. she's on the poster. Right. It's her. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, Well, the other thing that makes this connection clear is that moment where she sees the picture of what's supposed to be young oh, Jake. Yes. And she's like, that's a picture of me. That looks like me. And that was a weird goosebumpy moment where it was like, what do you mean it's a picture of you? But yeah, if they're the same person, yeah. <laughs> if she's part of his brain, then yeah, that is her too. So it's just... Those little details that I felt like when I was watching it, I could sort of see the outline of something, yeah. but I couldn't quite fit them together until I read the book. And then I was like, oh, that was the missing piece that kind of brings it all together. Oh, at least you found it because I would not have. <laughs> it was at the library. Yeah, <laughs> it was at the library. Guys, you could find it there too. Go to your local library. Support your libraries. Yes. Oh, man. But yes, so that was I'm thinking of ending things. Yep. That had to do with suicide instead of a relationship. (laughs) And that starts our February movies. I feel very in a lovey-dovey mood now. And next week we will have the final rose. Oh, I'm so excited for that. I'm very excited for that. Are you actually caught up on The Actual Bachelor? I'm not. No. (gasps) It's wild. Oh God. I mean, it's like, it's, <laughs> I'm glad to have like a normal season back, but these girls are wild. The girls are always out of their minds. Oh my like. God. It's so bad. It's so bad. But yeah, so that is on Tubi and it definitely a play on The Bachelor and Bachelorette and um, has a horror aspect, I believe. Um, but yeah, it fits the uh, Valentine's, you know. Yes. Our theme. Motif. What else do we have? Pod pick of the week this week. The Red Dove podcast. They are a huge supporter of us. It's Liz, Blue, and Rainy. And they are activists and um, mental health advocates. And their show is phenomenal and very knowledgeable. And they have a Patreon that you can subscribe to and support them. And... You'll see our Instagram post this week that we'll have everywhere you can find them. So, yeah, make sure to check them out. What else? You know where to find us on Twitter and Instagram and the website and the merch store. 
and cocktails, which this cocktail will be up this week as well. Is there anything you would like to add? Uh, happy Valentine's. I guess now we can say that next time. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> ne- never mind. Take it back. <laughs> You're all going to have to wait for your happy Valentine's oh Day. Oh, my God. I forgot uh, that we have an episode coming out on Valentine's, on Valentine's Day. Day. Yes. You can't get more timely than that, so no. I will save it. No one have a happy Valentine's Day right now. You no, can't. you're not allowed. Not yet. Um, not yet. So until then. 